When you're smiling. Hey, you. Bubbly sparkling water is crisp, refreshing, and perfect for any occasion. Kind of like my voice, but in a can. No calories, no sweeteners, all smiles. Bubbly. Crack a smile. This episode is brought to you by Google. Google's two-step verification was built to secure your account and help prevent cyber attacks, even if your password is compromised. That's why Google has made it easy to sign into your account with this additional layer of protection. Just one tap and you're in. Learn more at safety.google. Hey, Tamika. Hey, what's going on? Nothing much. How you doing? I'm doing all right. All right. Thank you for being on the show. Oh, yeah, no problem. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to introduce the show. Then after that, I'll uh, get you to introduce every, get, introduce yourself to everyone. Oh, okay, cool. All right. Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. For today's podcast, we're going to be talking about our top 10 Keanu Reeves movie. And also, too, we're going to be talking about the Netflix documentary series Tiger King. And with my guest today, I have Tamika Whitman. Say hello to everyone. Hey, what's up? Right. I just want to say thanks again for uh, wanting to do this. Oh, yeah, no problem. I always oh. wanted to. <laughs> this is going to be awesome. <laughs> it better be awesome. <laughs> it will be. It will be. So tell me, what's your first one that you have on your list for Keanu Reeves? Oh, okay. Um, I guess you can go to Bill and Ted. I'm sure there are there more movies. Are there? Is there? Was that uh, his first one? Yeah. Well, actually, there's two Bill and Ted movies. Bogus yeah, the third one. Bogus Adventure, right? And then there's Excellent. Yeah, is that correct. One. Yeah, that's Bogus, and then Excellent. Okay. Yeah. So as a kid, <laughs> I think that's when my fascination with Keanu happened. I was like, oh, he's cute. But also, <laughs> I, I get Bogus and Excellent mixed up. But I thought it was pretty cool that they did like this. Um, I think they had to write a history report, right? Right. They had a for the excellent adventure. They actually had to write a history report, or else they fail. Which also, what happens is if they don't write that history report or anything like that, their future is also in jeopardy. Yeah, and then Napoleon was bowling or something. I don't know. Yeah. Think, <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, that's so cool, awesome. But I think they got a D. But that's still passing. Right. And, I mean, not in college, but, you know, in high school it's passing. Right, exactly. <laughs> but what else? Uh, this is what I liked about that movie. Matter of fact, I have that on my list as well for my number one. Oh, sweet. So I can actually cross that one off. But what I liked about it was the fact, yeah, it has a lot of history to it, which, by the way, that's the movie that actually got me into history. Oh, snap. As, <laughs> yeah, as porky as that is. That that's what made me want to research Genghis Kong. It made me want to research uh, Billy the Kid and all that other stuff that that was in a Joan of Arc. Oh, and you know, but and Abraham Lincoln is also one of my favorite presidents, though, too. Oh yeah, didn't they give Joan of Arc a makeover? Yeah, they, <laughs> they took her to the mall or something. <laughs> yeah, they gave. Yeah. <laughs> that was the most hilarious part. Oh though. gosh. <laughs> Because she's over there in the workout center and everything, working out this, uh, you know, they always had back in the 80s, they used to have this 80s style flow where 
they had these sweats on and everything. Oh else. yeah, Jane fond of sweats. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, basically, that was her makeover, and then she wound up teaching the whole entire people on how to work out. Oh <laughs> yeah, man, this makes me want to like get those movies, which I should have them, but whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> But to me, I think this also represents what us as geeks and nerds are, though, too. Because we both like music. We both like rock music. Yes. And stuff like that as well. So I think that also represents our geek culture and also represents our whole entire focus with our uh, music culture as well. Exactly. And going back to Keanu Reeves' obsession. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was cute when I was a kid. Um, I, I don't know how old I was, but I was a kid. I was like, oh, he's cute. And, oh, these movies are awesome. And I think they used to have their toys, too, right? It was I like did a too. big deal, that movie. Yeah, I had their toys, too. I had the Abraham Lincoln one. I had the little phone booth. And I also had Keanu Reeves' character, of course. I had Ted. And I also had Bill as well. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the new installment whenever it's going to (laughs) happen. I'm excited about it, to be honest with you. Like I said, whenever I messaged you about what happened in Slidell, when he saw the sign uh, saying, well, you know, they always have those uh, electoral uh, signs that says, vote for da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. Well, this one person's sign had, you're awesome. Cano would just have to be in the neighborhood and spotted the sign knock on the person's door and the person answers the door and goes, Kenna, what are you doing here? He goes, you're off. Oh my goodness. I would faint. <laughs> I, I think I would have done the same thing, but also offered him coffee after I got done being shocked. Because <laughs> this happened, right, because this happened like early in the morning. Oh, wow. So, so I'm like, I would offer the dude some coffee and like, hey, come on in. Can you imagine if he's your grub hub deliverer? Like, yo, oh, here's your compiled chicken. I'm like, oh, Keanu. <laughs> exactly. You gotta do I mean, something. Not working right now. <laughs> right? <laughs> but what else caught me, too, was the fact he got rid of his John Wick beard, though, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, he completely, you know how uh, he was in Ted, where he was completely shaved? Yeah. He's completely shaved for that role. Uh I mean, so got, yeah, I like them with a beard, but it's fine. I get over it. <laughs> right? It was just something new for me because I wasn't used to it at all, you know? In the 90s, I was used to Keanu Reeves unshaved. Yeah. And everything. Now he's shaved. Now he has a beard. And I'm not used to him having that baby face again. Yeah, it, it's so weird seeing how his acting has advanced or gotten, well, some people will say his acting is always good. But yeah, <laughs> he played in a couple of bad ones. Yeah, but... yeah, like going from the guys like whoa, and then you <laughs> right. see Matrix, you're like whoa, okay now, you know, right? Whoa, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't but, really uh... have a particular order of films, so I just kind of okay. no, that's, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Um, but yeah, I liked. Bill and Ted Excellent Adventure, like I said. And then the Billy the Kid, Genghis Khan, Napoleon, and oh. also making Napoleon go out on the uh, water slide, too, at Waterloo, whenever the Battle of Lo- Waterloo actually happened. 
Oh yeah. Did he go bowling too? Yeah, he went bowling. <laughs> he didn't like that very much. What? Yeah. Oh and then they also took him out for ice cream. I, oh man, it's all coming back to me. Wow. Right? <laughs> the movie's still fresh in my head and I haven't seen that movie in forever. But <sighs> it's just one of those movies that just stuck with me. I need to go on eBay to see if I can find these movies. <laughs> I'm actually surprised that it's not like on Hulu or any of those streaming services. Me too. Services. It's like they forgot about it, but you can't forget about it. No, exactly. That that movie's so iconic. Yeah. And of course, the air guitars. Yeah. Excellent. Because I used, to, <laughs> I used to do the air guitar thing all the time. You would. <laughs> of course I would. <laughs> but, uh, for me, for my well, this is gonna be my number two since my number one was excellent adventure, mm-hmm. but it's the Matrix. Oh yes, and I saw the movie at least seven times because of the fact I didn't understand what was going on. Mm. But once you actually figure it out on what's going on, it's pretty much under like pretty much this world that we live in is the Matrix, and then the world that they live in is actually the real world, which they live in, which is beneath everything. Yeah, I I'm trying to figure out. I don't think I've saw the Matrix in theaters. I think I saw it on TV. See, uh, yeah, go ahead. No, okay. But what I did was, and back in '99, that's also get this. That movie was also attached to the Star Wars: The Phantom Menace trailer. Oh, yeah. So I went and saw that, saw the Matrix, but at the same time, I wanted to see the new trailer, and the new trailer was the only way that you can actually watch it, not because there was no YouTube, was at the movie theater. Mm. So I went on ahead, checked this out, because number one, I like Keanu Reeves, and I didn't know what I was walking into. Then I'm like, ooh, I love what they're doing here. There's new special effects that haven't been done before, but the what the Tchaikovsky brothers did at that time, which is now the Tchaikovsky sisters, yeah, I sisters. think. Right. But I loved what they did. It was just something new and something fresh with that green screen and then the pores, the martial arts with Lawrence Fishburne was in it. The chemistry between them two was just awesome. Yeah, it was... Man, that movie was everywhere. It was like a cult phenomenon. Like, it was in Shrek. I was like, what? And it was exciting at first, but then I'm like, okay, I'm sick of this. Stop. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. We actually got that in Dracula 2000, which I actually felt like it was more of a Matrix uh-huh. version yeah. of what Dracula is. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I do not want to see Dracula mixed in with the Matrix. Yeah, I have mixed feelings about Dracula 2000. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> maybe a piano in it, maybe I might actually like it. Yeah, but... <laughs> you know, speaking of Dracula, <laughs> right. it was in Dracula. Um, did he date Win- Winona Ryder? Did they date? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember I'm, those two in the movie together. Yeah, they. I think they did date, uh-huh. if I'm not mistaken. I wonder if that was but, pre-Johnny Depp. Yeah, that was like pre-Johnny Depp. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I still remember Dracula. Like, I remember the Gary Oldman thing, being Dracula and how great that was. Yeah. With him. It was just the dialogue and the flow of, and style that they decided to go with that threw me off. Yeah, it it felt yeah. like the movie that could, like the little engine that was trying, but it didn't, <laughs> but it didn't just get there. 
No, it just crashed and burned. <laughs> That's much what it did. But I still liked it. You know, um, Keanu was wooden. So I was like, oh, it's like what Bill and Ted, but with Dracula. Right? It was like, whoa. whoa. <laughs> oh, these chicks are biting my neck. Oh, no. Whoa. Exactly. No. <laughs> Whoa, Dracula. What's up? Ooh. But back to the Matrix. <laughs> right? But what else? What did you like about the Matrix, though, too? That's what I want to know. I guess like, it's like you said, you... like the the um, stunts were innovative for his time. Um, and I, I think people now, in movies now, they try to emulate it, those stunts. I can actually see that because even in the new Tomb Raider movie, there's that stop and then uh, stop slow motion, and then all of a sudden, whenever she lands on the boat or something, then she wants that. That's a Matrix shot. Yeah, if you think about mm-hmm. it. Yeah, it is. Because I. So it's yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> so it's still going on today. Yeah. With the special effects, it's it's an influential movie. Um, and then it kind of freaked me out because I was like, oh, no, I don't want to think too much about this. We're in the Matrix. Oh, no. Exactly. It's one of those movies where, you know, it winds up doing something with your mind where it makes you be, it makes you geek out a little bit. And at the same time, kind of scare you at the same time. Yeah. Because it's so deep. Yeah. Huh. I guess you could say, like, what we are in today is kind of like we're not in the Matrix. Right, because there's no paper towels. <laughs> We're just in this little ship sailing around. Like, oh, that's oh. true. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was a stretch for me. But yeah, <laughs> it's cool. I saw uh, Matrix two and three. I think with my sister in the theaters. Uh, I remember two was pretty good. Um, it was that long sex scene with Keanu. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, that 15 minute long. And the orgy party yeah, I everybody that. had. I was like, okay. <laughs> wow. I was like, I is this going to so be like... over <laughs> <laughs> Right? It was like a 15 minute long sex scene. And I was like, okay with it because I had a little crush on Trevor. Mm. So I'm like, it's like, okay, I'm fine with this. I'm like, okay, Keanu, you can wrap it up. Yeah, and everybody's like dancing. I'm like, oh boy, okay, oh boy. (laughs) Exactly, one of those big rave parties and everything else. And you know, the 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 second Matrix is not not on my list, and the third one isn't either. It's just that I like the first one better, but second one I like the vampire twins. Oh, they were so freaky. Those, that was my favorite thing about the second Matrix was those two characters. That's kind of innovative too, like that that um, car scene where they're on the interstate. Right. It kind of reminded me of, um, oh man, what's the name of that movie? Is it called Tenet? It's, yeah, yeah Tenet. that kind of reminded me of that where you can kind of see the influence of Matrix 2 in that. If you look at the trailer. I can definitely, I can definitely see that for yeah. real. Yeah. What's uh what's on your third for your for your second that you have? I know yours is not exactly in order. Whatever, yeah, it's all over one, the place. Um <laughs> so um I think it's the gifter. 
and I yeah, it's on Netflix. It came okay. out in two two okay. thousands, but it's Keanu as a uh, racist redneck wife beater. So I had feelings oh about God. that. I was like, "Oh, Kiki, what are you doing?" Oh, hey. I forgot that you. How's <laughs> <laughs> yelling at the screen like Kiki? No. <laughs> it's like, what are you what doing? Are you doing? You're not, supposed, <laughs> you're not supposed to be doing this. Then he like gained weight. He was kind of um like bulk a little bit. And then he had like his beard, long hair. Um, then he cheated on his wife. And he's like, Chris, get in here. You ain't supposed to be talking to that devil worshiping medium. I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Where did that uh it's like, wait a second, where did that southern accent come I know, come I was from? like, what is going on right now? Like, I couldn't even look at him, and our fake relationship was almost in jeopardy. And I was like, I just can't, if you put a hand on me. <laughs> exactly, it's like, okay, it's over, yeah. sorry. Oh, and guess what, Hillary Swank was in there, too. She really? played the wife of Keanu, who got beat. Oh, shoot. And and she's good. She's a good yeah, actor. Yeah, Kate Blanchett was the medium, like in the south, the southern medium who read people's futures and everything. Yeah, be sold on Kate Blanchett and also on uh, the other actress too. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm gonna check this out as soon as I get done. <laughs> yeah, it's um, yeah, it's something. Hillary Swank. Yeah, Katie Holmes <laughs> were in it too. She was um, a loose woman. What the heck? How did I miss this movie? <laughs> I don't know how you missed it. I just kind of like put in Keanu Reeves in Netflix and they had all these movies. I was like, oh, okay, let me check The Gifter. Oh, that sounds good. And I was like, oh, no, I kind of regret this, but it's still pretty good. <laughs> but I kind of regret it. Oh, wow. I didn't see all of The Watcher, though, because I, I was trying was to watch... Like, I saw The Gifter, and then I was trying to go to The Watcher, and I was like, no, 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 I can't do Keanu Creepy back-to-back. <laughs> it's like, okay, I have Keanu as a racist, then and a white mm-hmm. beater, then I have him as a stalker-slash-Dexter character, which I can't really do. Yeah, I mean, I think I got, like, 15 minutes in it. Uh, when he was dancing with the girl, I was like, oh boy, okay, right. I'm gonna need a break. Even James Spader, and I like James Spader because he scares me, um, but right. he's also intriguing to me. But even that couldn't help me. <laughs> I'd probably I go that. back, but yeah, it, I just I went through the Keanu Reeves redneck phase, and then it was like, <laughs> oh, let me watch The Watcher, and I was like, oh boy. And you see, I actually enjoyed that one that you recommended for me and everything. I did watch the whole okay. thing. And it was really good. It was suspenseful. He plays the creepiness really well. Yeah. I've learned about and he has many sides to him. <laughs> he does. <laughs> it's, it's like you have 50 shades of Ooh, shade. Yeah. <laughs> what have I, I done? I don't know. That's a good concept. <laughs> But uh, I'm definitely gonna have to check out the movie that movie that you recommended, of course. And I might have to revisit the Watcher as well because it was just such a good oh, movie. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll try to revisit it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's on your list. <laughs> it was just too much. 
Let's see. For number three, I got Speed. Ah, uh, yes. Mm. And that movie, it's so cheesy, but it's good. <laughs> it has that 90s yeah. flavor to it where, you know, you can't go past a certain speed limit unless the bus blows up. And, of course, this is Randy Quaid, I think, was the bad guy in it. Uh-huh. I, mean, I can't remember. Dennis Opera, I think, was the bad guy in it, I think. But... I think it was Dennis Hopper. I'm not sure. But anyways, I really liked uh, that movie because of the cheesiness in it. Also the stunts and also Keanu Reeves doing an action oh, flick. Oh, yeah. And everything, too, is what got me sold because of the fact that, you know, at, this, at that time, the special effects was actually special effects. It wasn't behind a green screen. But you also have the plot line where the killer is going after him because he actually stopped him the first time. Kano and his partner actually stopped him the first time, which is played by Jeff Daniels. And now he's targeting the bus, and now Keanu is actually face-to-face with this guy once again. And your whole entire time, you're wondering, is this guy going to end up bringing this guy in for uh, bl- trying to blow up the bus or not? And if these people are going to mm. make it or not? And Sandra Bullock does such a great job in this movie. Oh, yeah. 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 I wonder if they date it, probably. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the chemistry was good, though, for for not for the. Yeah, it was date, good. And I was talking to my um, supervisor, you know, before all this happened. And uh, she looked at my screen at work. Of course, Keanu was on it. <laughs> and she was like, oh, I liked him in speed when he had short hair. I was like, no, no. <laughs> and you know what? I was actually right. That was Dennis Hopper that was actually playing the oh, bad guy. Oh, yeah. He does bad yeah. real good. Yeah. He does. I wonder what happened. Something happened where Keanu didn't do speed, too. Uh, there was actually something. Some people said, oh, it might have been the conflict uh, with his scheduling, or he looked at the script mm. and didn't like it. But there was also something else, too. I think it was the fact that he really didn't want to do sequels because of the fact that it was actually hard to top from the first movie, so therefore he said oh. no. I think that's why. I'm going to have to research a little bit more because I actually do know the reason. I just forgot yeah. what that is. So I'm just speculating a little bit. But, you know, I didn't care for Speed 2 that much. And I think it's because of the fact Keanu wasn't in it and, the, and that chemistry between the lead actor and Sandra Bullock just didn't work. Yeah, yeah. I, who who was in Speed 2? <laughs> you see, that's how bad <laughs> Speed 2 actually was. But, you know. Oh, that's terrible. Who is that guy? <laughs> it, it really is. Well, you had Jason Patrick as Alex Shaw, which is actually the uh, lead actor for that played next to Sandra oh. Bullock. And then William Defoe played the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> and he does that so well. Even when you try to play good, it's creepy. <laughs> it is. Especially oh, I love things. that movie. Oh, Me too. The second one, uh, you know, it was a struggle, but I got through it. I still like the second one. <laughs> I think I might be the only one that liked the second one. Yeah, you 5% of the population. <laughs> Probably. But I, but you said that you liked Speed. Yeah, as well. I like Speed. I remember Speed. It's weird because I remember all these movies. I've seen 
almost all Keanu Reeves movies. Um, and I I feel like he's always been with us. <laughs> like it's a memorial. He's always been with us. <laughs> um, right. But yeah, the crush only happened recently again. From the 80s. It's like it was <laughs> the eighties and then it kind of went away and it was like, Oh, that's just Keanu Reeves. And then it was like, Oh, Keanu Reeves. That's cool. <laughs> Like, how you doing? <laughs> oh, my goodness. But, yeah, um, I vaguely remember a walk in the clouds. Was that on your I, list or no? It or? wasn't, but I re- vaguely remember it. <laughs> you see, I remember that movie because I actually went to see that movie oh, in theaters wow. as a kid. Because <laughs> I was into Keanu Reeves movies. And uh, I went, it was a, one of those romantic type movies. And basically you have a guy returning from the war and his girlfriend huh. cheats on him. And so anyways, he decides he's going to, he's actually selling chocolates now. <laughs> Sorry. And, <Go> ahead. <laughs> yeah. He's selling chocolates. And so happens to be, he winds up on the bus with this girl who doesn't want to get married to this guy that the family wants her to marry. And so he puts a candy wrapper that's supposed to be the ring mm. for her. It's actually a, a candy wrapper oh, made wow. out of gold. Yeah, or something to that effect. And to make it look like it was an actual ring. So she takes so she takes him home with her and they're supposedly uh, they're Supposedly being going to be getting married. That sounds lovely. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and then you have the family, who's this Italian family, I believe. And so, <clears throat> hold on one second. But it's basically this Italian family and stuff like that, and make that make their own wine mm. and stuff like that. <laughs> And so it's the whole entire Italian uh, villa, pretty much. It's it's kind of weird, uh, you know. But you know, I just I liked it, but not enough to actually go. Ah, uh, yeah, visit. yeah. I was reading a bit about um, <laughs> critics. <laughs> they they said the movie seemed like it was doing well, but they they didn't really like Keanu Reeves as a leading man. For a romantic movie or movie. just in general? Or for this part. Um, I think in the big house, maybe he redeemed himself as a romantic lead. Because I don't really think I see a lot of romantic lead movies with him in it. No, The Lighthouse I mean, was the only one that lake he house. pretty much played in. Yeah. Yeah. The Lake House, yeah. The Lake House was pretty much the only one that he actually did a pretty okay mm-hmm. job in from what I heard. I didn't. I didn't get around to seeing that either. Yeah, I didn't either. And um, I remember um, what MTV Movie Awards did a spoof on it. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I, I did. did. <laughs> I'm <the> goat. <laughs> they also did a spoof yeah. for the Matrix movies and stuff like that too. <clears throat> Excuse me, but what do you um, got? I'm trying to think of the ones I've seen before I go to John Wick eventually. (laughs) 
Um, Constantine. Yeah. That's on mine. So, yeah. That That's was... my number four. So, um, I wish there was a sequel, but it's whatever. <laughs> Me too. Exactly. And I thought he did a very good job of playing Constantine, to be honest with Constantine you. Constantine reminds me of, um, what's that movie with Mark Wahlberg? Is it Max Payne? Yeah. Yeah, Max Payne. Which is a video game mm-hmm. adaptation. Cool. With that Max Payne movie. Um, but I'm not a huge fan of Max Payne when it came down to the video yeah. game and stuff like that. I didn't care for the movie itself. But I did like Constantine, and it did represent the comic yes. book very well. Keanu Reeves definitely represented, uh, definitely represented Constantine very well. And then Shia LaBeouf does a real good job at playing the driver for the taxi driver as well. This was after Disney. I think this was after, yeah, this is right after Disney and everything. He played in a couple of short parts, though. He played in iRobot, which is after the Steven's show. He played in uh, a couple of other short parts and everything. And then after that, they started casting him on Lord. Yeah, Lord. and then he just went somewhere that we can't find. <laughs> Well, he's actually gotten better, though. I mean, if you look at the Peanut Butter Falcon and then a couple of his other movies, he's actually okay. made a big comeback. I'll try to look. So, yeah, because I thought the same thing about him, to be honest with you. It took me, as a matter of fact, I winded up calling him like Shia Boots <laughs> or Shia Douche for a while. But what won me over was the movie mm. Fury. Okay. He, <clears throat> he did a good job with that. He was with John Bernthal in that movie. Um, then he also did The Peanut Butter Falcon, which is a great independent film. And then he played in, there was another Shia LaBeouf movie I saw him in, uh, I saw, oh yeah, it's, uh, he's playing John McEnroe. Oh, okay. I think that's on Prime. I think. Yeah, that's on Prime, and that's where I watched that at. All right, I'll try to check out some Shia LaBeouf movies. Trust me, I used to think he was like Shia LaDouche because he used to go around taking people's artwork and stuff like that. But he's yeah. done a complete turnaround and his acting is very good. But as far as Constantine goes, I like the fact that it actually represented the character of Constantine very well. The whole entire execution of how Kana would go <clears throat> go ahead and try and find somebody that's actually in hell. And then the special effects was mm, really yeah. good for that time. Because if you remember, he actually had to go in hell to try and find this person's sister to see if she was actually there. And how he came across his whole entire ability was the fact that he was on his deathbed himself where he was actually having a heart attack, I believe. And then he winded up going into hell himself. And then he winded up trying to save people from demons and everything else. So you have that whole entire aspect too, and you even have the angels living on Earth. <clears throat> I, I don't know if you remember that part. Go back and revisit, thing, but I do remember I liked it. I did too. Like it was, it was a lot of fun for me to go ahead and watch rewatch it again because I have it on DVD. 
So I'm probably going to end up revisiting it again shortly. But I remember one of my favorite lines that, um, that he says to the angel is this. He goes, well, I've saved several people. Because don't forget, he also has cancer. Mm. He has like lungs cancer. And he said, well, I saved these people here. I did this. I did that. I got, I ended up doing exorcisms on other people, got these demons out and I'm still going to hell. She goes, it doesn't matter what you're doing. You're helping these people. Yeah. But you still don't believe in the higher power. And that's what I liked about that part was the fact that she was just calling him out Mm -hmm. on his stuff, on his crap. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I love that aspect to it. It actually was like, it was like kind of go, whoa, I got to step back for a minute kind of thing where he has to check himself. So I actually like that aspect. That's pretty cool. Um, I remember, I guess, because those movies, Constantine, they all sort of have the same formula. Like Max Payne or well, that was also during that time. Yeah, and it's like a demon fighter and, you know, cancer. And then some kind of way I'm going to roll this conversation in the Deadpool <laughs> for no reason at all. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> Let's see, for me, I have for my number five, Hardball. Okay. I, I'm not that? sure. All right. Well, I'll just break down the plot. Maybe it might actually come back to you. But it's basically him. He's a degenerate gambler, drunker, who winds up getting into some trouble. So it's kind of like a Mighty Ducks kind of vibe where he has to go in and try and coach these little league baseball team. who's a bunch of misfits. And the team is not getting along at all. They're little kids. They're smack talking each other, cussing each other out. And everything. Baby is one, probably one of my favorite characters in the movie itself. He's a little kid who can't really be on the baseball team because of the fact of his age and stuff like that. So he just get Cano just kept him on the mm. team just to help out the team. But he goes from being a degenerate gambler to not caring about the team and struggling with his own demons with alcohol and everything else to caring about the kids. Wanted to make sure that they're arriving home safely whenever he drops them off. Because they all live in the ghetto and everything, too. And they have to be at home at a certain time before it actually gets really bad. So they live yeah. in the bad part of the neighborhood. So Keanu actually gives them rides to back to their house. At first, he didn't really care. If they made it, they made it. If they didn't, they didn't. Kind of thing. But all of a sudden, he does a whole entire complete turnaround where he winds up caring about the kids. And that's what I liked about it. There was actually layers to that character where he does a whole entire 360. Yeah. Is it? And that, and that, I'm going to have to revisit that movie. Go on. I, like I said, I remember I've probably seen all these movies, but it's been years. Right. Because I want to say this movie came out yeah, in 2000 2001. 2001. So I knew it was in between because I remember going to movie gallery. Mm, and yeah, movie. it's kind of um, bears. Is that a movie? That's the movie, right? Bear, where this drunken was guy was trying to help these little leaguers, little league team, um, play baseball, and what's that? What do you think? I think that was bears. The movie. 
Bad News Bears. Oh, yeah, Bad News Bears. Yeah, Walter Matthau was actually the original person in Bad News Bears in the 1970s movie, and then they remade it, and it was, uh, what's his name? Um, that played in the remake. Oh, he played a bad oh, Santa. Oh, Billy Bob. Yeah, Billy Bob uh, played yes. in the remake. Yeah. So I understand. Yeah, that definitely has that kind of vibe to it. Yeah, it popped in that. my head. I have my moments. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. But yeah, I didn't think about that. That's actually pretty cool that you actually thought of Bad News Bears with that kind of yeah, scenario. Yeah, I didn't think yeah. about that. Maybe they just did a take on that for Hardball. That that does make sense. I mean, it's just that you have Cano betting on uh, basketball games and losing, and then he also owns Bookie's mm-hmm. money. So yeah. So, um, what do you I, have next? I actually remember uh, 47 Ronin. What you see, is I didn't wrong see that with one. you. I, I heard about <laughs> it, but I haven't, yeah, clearly, I guess everything. <laughs> but yeah, I, I like the um, the story of it, which I'm trying to remember. <laughs> But I I like martial arts movies anyway, and right me too. With forty seven Ronan, I want to say he had some, maybe he produced it or some something he had with it. He did, yeah. He uh, produced that film. But yeah, I like the um, fantasy aspect of it and all the folklore of. What is it? Japanese samurai history. So I, I thought that was pretty. Yeah, neat. yeah. You see, I always like uh, Japanese traditional stuff and things like that too. Mm. I'm huge into the Japanese culture, and as well. And I, I wanted to see Forty Seven Ronin. I just never got around to actually seeing it. So when I did you see think it? It was Netflix at the time, but you know how Netflix is. True. I'm gonna have to look through all three of my streaming yeah, services. Yeah, I want to say <laughs> for some reason he was uh, outcast as a kid, um, and he got taken on to be this mythical sword fighting samurai that kicks ass and everything else. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna have to revisit it again. I'm gonna have to check it out though because if you how was the acting? Uh, it was good. Thing too. Yeah, it it was reminded me of kind of like the Matrix, but Samurai. <laughs> Matrix Samurai. Matrix Samurai edition. Okay, uh, I'm gonna like I said, I'm gonna check that out. Let's see here. I actually had uh, the Watcher yeah. for my number six, and we've already <laughs> talked about that. <laughs> You know, but uh, what would what was your number? Whatever like, number, whatever uh, you have on your list next. Um, <laughs> yeah. So okay, John Wick is in my head now, <laughs> <laughs> and I recently okay. found um, one through three, like the collection on eBay. 
Right. I like that collection set that you have. Like, I oh, have all three yeah. of them, but they're separate. They're not in a box. They're not in a box set or nothing. But I love yeah, the it, way that your box set looks. It was so hard. I'm telling you. I, I was like, okay, I need the first one. And then I, okay, I'm going to wait until all three of them are in the collection. Just wait. Just hold on. So it's very hard. <laughs> But yeah, John Wick was, it was unlike anything I've seen. Maybe, maybe it it was a spoof off some other movie, but to me, it was unlike anything I've ever seen. And I'm a dog lover, so I identify with John Wick. (laughs) You see, I love dogs and I love cats. Yeah. I'm more of a dog lover than I am of cats. Yeah, just seeing it like um, the nerd I am. You know how they called him um, Baba Yaga? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. And then I looked um, up that term and it's a um, it's from a Russian folklore, but it's really like a, a witch who I think she like eats children or something. Yep. But in um, Hellboy, yep. did you see the new Hellboy? It has a really good no, dis- um, description of her in there. It really is closer to the folklore. Which I think for when they call him Baba Yaga, they just were like, oh, that sounds cool. But I'm like, oh, so he's an old woman who eats children? <laughs> That's what I just kept thinking. I was like, I wish I didn't look this up. <laughs> it sounded so cool. <laughs> right, because it erased the Right, because it kind of erased that whole entire mystery oh. element to it, in a sense. But but yeah, um, just seeing him like kick ass and John Wick, and just the hitman as retire, come out of retirement, and there's his underground um, assassination network, and I was like, whoa, it's like a hotel for assassins, but it also reminded me of Hotel, is it Hotel Artemis? Yeah. Yeah, Hotel Artemis. So, I don't know if those two came out around the same time, or came out around John Wick 2, but it kind of reminded me of that as well. I could see how how that would actually have that whole entire effect. As a matter of fact, what I liked about it too was like I can relate to John Wick because of the fact that was like that dog was the only representation of what he what uh, yeah. he had left of his uh, wife because his wife left him the dog. So I don't blame him one bit for coming up coming out of retirement to try and put um try and put that person yeah. uh, to death because of what he did yeah. to the dog. Yeah, I think she died of At cancer all. or something like that. Yeah. And the yeah, dumb did. Russian kid is going to try to break into John Wick's house, beat him up, kill the dog. And he's like, yo, I got his car. I got a new car, blah, blah, blah. And my favorite scene is when the dad confronts him. And he's like, son, do you know what you've done? He's like, what? He's just a nobody. I'm like, it's John Wick, son. He's like, who? <laughs> oh, dad, are you going to save me? No. <laughs> and you see, I love that. I love yeah. that. Part. It's like, 
No, you done messed up. So I'm not helping you. That's like if you got called, if you had to call your parents because you messed up and you had to go to jail. It's like, what are you going to do? What yeah. you do? Well, yeah. I shot someone. Right. Well, good luck. You know, the police looking for him. You know? Like, no, <laughs> mom, you betrayed me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah I'm turning you in <laughs> but yeah that I, that definitely does have that kind of flavor to it not only that but if you think about it John Wick is actually the perfect movie if it came out in the 90s as well because it had yeah, that yeah. kind of 90s vibe to it in a certain sense you know but it also took itself seriously yeah I, I think I saw um the director talking about John Wick and how they didn't want to give too much information on his background, but just a little bit so that the audience can use their imagination. I like that sometimes, See, I love that. but I, love that. <laughs> like, I need to know what happened. <laughs> You see, I love the uh, the whole fact too that in each movie it also gives you a little bit more. Of his yeah, that's why I like one and three were my favorite. Uh, three gives one three is a little bit favorite. more of the background, um, which I like. It kind of reminded me of uh, Black Widow. I was like, "Is is Black Widow in there?" <laughs> <Right there. laughs> right, but. If you think about it, Holly Berry could be I Black love Widow. her Black in that Widow movie. Uh, her and the dolls. She did a fantastic I, I think job I heard that they they came up with something called dog food, where they just trained the dogs. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was like awesome. Yeah, actually, yeah, I thought that was actually pretty cool, though. You know, because you don't see that, and then all, not only that, but I like it whenever she go. Uh, the shooter dog yeah. in Canada looks at her and goes, yeah. I get it. I should. He was like, <laughs> so, okay, we're not going to go so in like the off. old days. I was like, what does he mean by that? <laughs> I already knew what that meant. Guns blazing, not caring or anything. And then all of a sudden it turns into mm. exactly what that, what he wasn't going to do. But you know, I love John Wick. As a matter of fact, this the very first John Wick movie was actually what no one expected uh, to even do much at the movie theaters or anything. They they actually promoted that a week hmm. before it was supposed to be released, and all of a sudden it took off. What do you think movie. helped it to take off? I think positive word of mouth. I think a lot of people are like, hey, look, did you see that John Wick movie with Keanu Reeves? Well, what is it about? Well, it's about this hit man who winds up coming out of retirement because his wife left him this dog and this Russian mob went on ahead and killed his wife's, uh, the last thing that he had of his wife, which is the dog. I'm like, oh, I could just see people going, oh my god. Mm, the I dog go lovers helped it. Movie. Got it. <laughs> so, I think that helped it. And also yeah. Keanu Reeves being in it as action. And I think they, so it's a, three it's a three graphic deal. novel too. Yeah. On uh, Amazon, they're trying to do Really? It. I uh, mean, it's a, it's a graphic it was... novel. Um, I think it came out about two years ago. Was that before? Okay, I was going to ask you, was that before John Wick, the movie actually came yeah, out? Yeah, it was, was after, after the success, success of John Wick. Wick. 
It has mixed reviews. Um, okay. I guess because people still have the movie in their head and it's like going from movie to graphic novel. But um, I want to check it out because I think they're going to give a little bit more of a backstory in the graphic novel. So, yeah, I think it's like five volumes. That would be cool. Yeah. Yeah, Amazon. Hey, I'm going like, to have to check that out now, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, another thing, too, I liked is the Continental, the whole entire thing with the Continental. That was uh, pretty awesome to see hotel. it in every country, how it operates. Right, because every single uh, place has their mm-hmm. own hitman, but also has their own version of the Continental on how they operate yeah. and condone businesses. So, yeah. <laughs> but that's what I loved about it was the fact, too, like, we don't understand fully of how long this Continental was actually open. We don't know what was the rise of the Continental or anything like that. We understand it more from the third film, which is something Yeah, I, like. I, I know that it's you know, like sacred ground and it's like an escape for a hitman and women to just chill and hang out. Kind of like a speakeasy in a sense. Right. And it also reminds you of like tag where you're trying to get to home base and yeah. as long as you're on home base, yes. you cannot be attacked. You cannot be tagged. So I like that. I like that refuge over there. As a matter of fact, they're supposed to be yes, a continental TV series for stars. <laughs> uh, Same here. One scene in John Wick three. So, because <laughs> I saw John Wick three in the movies in the movie theater. Uh, there's one scene, and you as do. you know, I'm in library school. <laughs> the first. <laughs> yeah. I was in the library. I was like, oh though. no. What are you doing to those books? Oh no, you can kill somebody with a book? Oh no. <laughs> you can do it. I was like, oh, what? Do it. in the library. <laughs> oh man. Kill them with that big old huge book. No, but I like the fact that he did go to the reference librarian and said, I'm looking for a book on Russian blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm like, Oh, that's what I do too. Duh, duh, duh. They could have taught right. me to do that part. Then <sighs> it was like yeah, a completely different experience than what you were like but... killing each other. I'm like, what is going on <laughs> in the stack? Right. No. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And not only that, but the stunts also make you hurt. It yeah. Yeah, it does. But real. also, you could see, well, I didn't even know Keanu was like, is he like 50 something? Yeah, like some of those yeah, stunts, he's like 50 years I old. could see him just going, oh, oh my goodness, I'm tired. <laughs> right? But yeah. he actually does it almost. Yeah, all like he has that tongue cruise effect. Like they both do their own stunts and putting the stunt workers out of business. <laughs> Exactly. I think they feel like this. You know what? I'm at this age right now where I can actually move around, where I can actually get around. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go ahead and do as much of the stunt work as I yes. can before I actually get to But the knowing business. them, they'll probably be 70 still trying to stunt. 
True. We're going to have a newer generation oh, of uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. And it's something Stone. about those two. Um, and off topic, but it's something about like Arnold and Sylvester, where it's like they still captivate me. They're like eighty years old and they're in action movies, and I'm like, whoa, you know, I don't want to mess with. Them. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. But uh, let's see. For my list, oh yeah, seven, I remember. I've that. actually got The Devil's Advocate on there. And I love this movie for the some get this it didn't do so mm-hmm. well at the box office. As a matter of fact, critics didn't really care for it that much. But the the way Al Pacino does yes. the devil is just perfect. The way he moves, the way that he actually moves each it's like playing chess. He goes, Okay, I'm gonna set Keanu Reeves on this part yeah. and see what he does. And of course he's of course, you know, we all have our own um free will so he's just letting building up the puzzle pieces to let Cano act on the way he wants yeah, him to Yeah, wasn't act. he like uh worked at a law firm, right? You know. Well he was all he was a lawyer that worked at a law firm and then he got a call he got a call from uh New York saying that there's actually a a position that actually opened up for him to be a lawyer and if he wanted it, it's his. So he went, him and his wife both. Yeah, up that's Charlize Theron, right? Oh. Yeah. Right, Charlize Theron. Yep. And then uh, you have uh, Al showing him around uh, New York and showing him how the law runs in New York and everything, too, and about how dishonesty is the way to win versus uh, being truthful. Yeah, it's like um, um, Gordon Gecko. So, right. But my favorite yeah. thing he does, though, with Canada goes, what the fuck? What the <laughs> fuck? I sent you over right here. <laughs> I everything. wonder what it's like and, to... Like, most actors feel intimidated <clears throat> when they're acting next to Pacino, because he's like the gold standard. So I wonder that was like for Keanu just to right. just act next to Pacino. Be, right, because that's actually the Godfather. If you think, well, he is the Godfather, but that's that's the golden age. That's Keanu was just still starting out in a sense in the nineties, trying yeah. to get a feel of what of what direction he wanted to go in. And just being next to Al Pacino, I could just imagine him just being so thrilled and down to earth yeah. as he is, being honored to be next to him and everything. And maybe yeah. Al also giving him a couple of pointers as well. Yeah, I can see Al doing that. an offset. Yeah, I, yeah, he scared me in that movie, to be honest. <laughs> I was like, oh, I had to run the church. <laughs> he played the devil so good. <laughs> right? And then oh, he's also man. going to church yeah. in the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's just, it's, it's Al Pacino at his best. I mean, to me, he wasn't over the top or anything like that. He was exactly That's the way what he that does he needed to play the devil. I really liked him in that. <laughs> it's such yells and you're like, oh. It's like in right? the Irishman. That kind of like triggered me. I was like, the devil's advocate all over again. <laughs> Right. Exactly. That's true. That's but Jimmy Hoffa was always a hothead. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I guess so that'll be the to, next show. The Irishman. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, what else? What, what do you have for your, mm. for your number seven or whatever that's on your list? Uh, we're talking about chain reaction, right? Yeah, you can talk about uh, that. Because no, even I though that's on my list, I'm vaguely still talk about it. <laughs> I know Morgan Freeman was in it. <laughs> Oh, okay. Right. I get this. I revisited oh. that. I revisited that movie like last year, and everything. Yeah. So it's kind oh, of foggy man. right yeah. now. Okay. I guess we gotta move I on. on <laughs> what do you have? Yeah. Like, let's see. I got the replacements. Yeah, he's a football player Hackman in that one, right? And Keanu Reeves. Yeah, and they're basically um, using this as a new extreme uh, NFL yeah. kind of sport, taking a bunch of misfits and putting them together. And I love that whole entire thing. As a matter of fact, you actually see this now where you have another football organization and everything now. Instead of the NFL, we actually have the XFL or something like that, and they actually, they're actually they actually a separate organization from the Isn't NFL. That advanced, man, and that kind of reminds me of what this is. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I think so. I'm not 100 percent sure. Uh, but you know, I really like the chemistry. Keanu Reeves actually does a really good job with setting up the comedy aspect to it, and also there is some drama into this movie as well. But the comedic part, he has yeah, comedic well, time uh, whenever it comes you know, to Bill and Ted helped him with the comedy well. aspect of it. <laughs> Most definitely. Oh, and then yeah, Jane Hackman is in this awesome. movie too as the coach. And he just delivers spot on yeah. acting all the way around. He's another he's oh, another legend if you think he's about amazing. it. Yeah, we just gotta get um Keanu back in some romantic movies so he can cover all the aspects of his acting. <laughs> Funny you should say that. Funny you should say that. He was in a romantic comedy with uh, Winona Ryder. uh, Oh, okay. I I forgot the name of it. I actually did a review for it on the podcast, but but here's the thing. I didn't really care for it at all. And, you know, I really was excited to see this movie because of the fact that, number one, it had Keanu, number two, it had Winona Ryder. But it was also a romantic comedy, and I was sold on the trailer and and everything. And it's called Destination Wedding. And basically, you have these two people that have their own quirks with themselves. What I mean by that is they're both oddballs. Cano does something <laughs> with his uh, does that kind of noise with his mouth and everything before he goes. Yeah, he does that before he goes to bed. Or he yells or something. And then, oh yeah, Winona Ryder yells. So they have that part in common. But what the film is about is these two characters going to a wedding. So it was a B. It was actually Keanu Reeves' brother's wedding. And Winona Ryder is going Mm. because her friend is marrying Keanu Reeves' brother. And they don't like the... uh, Keanu Reeves does not like his brother. And 
when our writer does not like her friend. So that's the only two things that they have in common. Huh. Oh. With each other is the fact that they don't like the bride and groom. And then they also can't stand each other. Like, Kendall Reeves and Winona Ryder cannot stand each other in the movie. And they try to put this chemistry yeah. together, kind of like what George Clooney and Michelle Fiber did with One Fine Day, where, you know, there's aspects where they're, they're yelling back and forth and stuff like that, and they're actually trying to fill the comedic timing with each other, which you can actually feel in the movie with that movie. But in this mm, one, it just yeah. doesn't um, that movie which falls are flat. <laughs> but right okay cool but yeah, you can actually I watch that movie on Prime if you want awesome to. I will I, I know that and um well I will tell you what's on my list to watch um The Man of Tai Chi that's on Netflix and I think Keanu wrote that or oh. produced it something like okay, that okay yeah I saw that one. oh yeah is it good oh I've seen that movie it's good. And not only that, but he wrote that and produced that for his mentor who taught him mm. uh, Tai Chi and all that stuff for The Matrix. Awesome. So it's basically his story. So it's really good. The Kung Fu is really good. The whole entire uh, cinematography is really good with it. I had a blast watching it. Okay, cool. And everything. I can't wait so to I think see you it. might actually like Man of Tai Chi. And there's like a slew of movies I want to see. Like, I want to see Knock Knock, but it's not on Netflix. But I saw, like, a a preview of it recently. Um, I think he's, like, a cheating husband. Or he's a husband, and these two girls are stranded. And you know. Right. These girls are stranded, mm-hmm. and basically, Cano Reeves lets them in to use the phone. Next thing you know it, they're blackmailing him, doing a whole bunch of stuff to him and everything else. And you're wondering, too, if he's really shady or yeah. if he's just being caught up in this whole entire mess of misunderstanding. But the more that you watch it and everything, the more that you un- uncover mm-hmm. more and more stuff within the movie. Matter of fact, it wasn't critically acclaimed at all. It didn't do well at the box office and it didn't get that many good reviews. But you know, I like okay. it for a little yeah. suspense. If movie it comes back, back on Netflix or I can find it, I'll look at it. Oh, okay. I think cool. you might actually like it. Oh, good suspense. Bad movie. Batch. That's on Netflix now. Um, um it is it reminds I'm me of like a heart film. <laughs> and go on without dialogue. So it's kind of got that Mad Max feel with but um it's um in the desert there's cannibals and these cannibals are in this cult and the cult leader is Keanu Reeves. Who <laughs> <It> is creepy. <laughs> oh crap. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was okay, oh, I'm I'm, gonna, I'm never gonna watch that. I was like, okay, this is this is taking too long. I just want to see Kiki. <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay, fast forward. Okay, but then Jack Lamar was in. Was I was like, okay, okay, okay stop. So, okay, okay, fast forward. And then you look like <laughs> some seventies porn star with mustache but, uh, and accent, like 
you all are here. Oh God, the desert. <laughs> da, da, da. And I was like, oh, it's creeping me out. <laughs> I'm about not to like him. <laughs> <laughs> but it yeah, after his exactly. part, I just was like, okay, I'm done with this movie. I see what I want to see. But it's like really long and it's like scenes with no dialogue and it's all visual. But I guess. I like that in I like that in certain aspects and everything mm, as long as yeah. it doesn't just feel like it's too oh. long and it just drags yeah, it's out. Yeah, no for me. <laughs> Your turn. Okay. <laughs> um. Oh yes. My next movie I have is Always Be My Maybe. Even though that's not an actual uh, Keanu Reeves movie or anything like that, but the Keanu Reeves. Cameo is good enough to actually make yeah, he stole the because show. It was just really. great. He really did. And if anybody doesn't know what Always Be My Maybe is, it's basically these two people that are best friends and they, and they both wind up falling in love at an early age. And then some stuff winds up happening to where they have to, they pretty much break everything off. And they go their own separate ways over the years. The one person becomes a professional chef while the other one is still doing his music career. And then yeah, Keanu Reeves in the movie. So weird. He's like, oh, my boyfriend is Keanu Reeves. I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. And then that weird restaurant they were in where it's like this this foam is a steak dinner. It's like, what? Or you can get killed on your plate. I'm like, what? And then they put the headphones on you, too. Exactly. I'm like, oh my God, how much money is this restaurant? I bet you're going to pay over $1,000. Yeah. Yeah. um, I did like the Alice in Chains Chains, um, music he was playing in his apartment. He went crazy. I do too. I've... And then they yes, did the whole truth, truth, truth or dare thing. I was like, okay. Hmm. Another aspect <laughs> of Keanu. I'm learning so much. Okay. <laughs> right. I could just see you going, okay, I just hope that what you're doing Yeah, is, I do too. I was actually, like, yeah, I learned this from my time with playing John Wick. I was like, okay. <laughs> Rick. You <laughs> yes, I want to hit you, Keanu. <laughs> yes, I want to hit you. Then who? Oh my goodness. Yes, I want to hit you, Keanu. Then hit me. <laughs> then he winds up hitting you. You feel better? <laughs> I'm like. He was so just a trip in that movie. I so really have to say, I really, I, I really say. enjoyed him just for that cameo. It was. Yes. And now it can be. can actually be. <laughs> and I didn't see Toy Story 4 yet, but he's in there. Stunt, maybe. Or stunt toy. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I gotta check it out. It's on my list. <laughs> that was hilarious. That was mm-hmm. even funnier. But get this, though. They tried different people for that role. 
and that nothing worked. <laughs> so they went up to Cano, and Cano's like, "Yeah, I'll try it out." So, <laughs> so next thing you know, he started doing all this stuff. He goes, "I'm a stunt man. Watch this." And next thing you know, he started doing a bunch of stuff. <laughs> yeah, Keanu Reeves like would try anything. So that's what got him the part. That is your man. Um, yeah, I think he I, was I in so. um, <laughs> Little Buddha. Yeah, I think he played. I was. I haven't heard about um, that. A prince who had become Buddha. So I remember seeing that like years ago, and I think his. I think they darkened his skin a little bit so he can look Indian. I was like, it's going somewhere that it's not <laughs> oh, going to be good. That's not good because mm, yeah. they tried doing that at Disney with the Aladdin movie. Uh, what the new Aladdin movie? I don't know if you remember the controversy with that. <laughs> yeah, they tried. They got white people, but what they did was they decided to go ahead and, what? Paint them, and try and that, paint them. Or man, them they did a good the job. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but they. Uh, they, there was some controversy with that, so they decided to go yeah. on ahead and get some. Arena yeah, I didn't know. Yeah. Like, I was there. protesting that movie. I'm getting off topic of Keanu Reeves. I was pro- <laughs> I am too, because I have okay. to go I'm and look at half these list. movies. But yeah, protesting <laughs> Aladdin, because, you know, I'm a fan of the okay. cartoon. But I, I gave it a chance and I was like, okay, Will Smith isn't bad. He's just doing his own version of the So, okay. So it wasn't too bad. Right. Mm, no, okay. as a matter of fact, it had a little bit of the Sega Genesis vibe to it, too. If if you haven't played the Sega Genesis one, there's even a uh, part where there's a uh, a ge- the genie actually has his has hands and everything too in the video game where you're jumping. Uh, Aladdin is actually jumping from hand to hand with oh. on the genie's hands and everything too. Huh. So it actually okay. had its little thing with the Sega game. I wish I could play that. <laughs> so, but what? oh, I don't even know where I actually have is. the game still. And I still have I'm a horrible Sega. person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, Tiger King. So anyway, <laughs> yes, uh, okay, it's crazy. It's on yeah. Netflix. Let's talk about that. Um, I I think I just started hearing about it on Facebook, of course. Um, and I was like, okay, well, let me just check this movie out, you know, because I basically seen almost everything on Netflix, but I wasn't prepared. <laughs> Right, I wasn't either. <laughs> Get this, I didn't yeah. even hear anything about this until you told me about it. I'm like, I, I can't make it I'm up. Like, okay, I'm, I'm like, okay, out. so this guy is a gay redneck zookeeper who owns a bunch of tigers, and he wanted to kill his rival. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Harold, and the only reason why I know that who potentially may have killed her husband and fed her husband to the tigers. 
I was like, what is going on with this show? And then he has two husbands, and then the husbands aren't even gay. I'm like, what is going on right now? I don't understand this show. And you know what, though? I started out, okay, if you think about it, I Which was one? laughing my ass off about it because of how stupid this guy is. How stupid oh, the yeah. redneck is. How stupid uh, the the Tiger King guy is. The ridiculousness of that guy. You know? And, you know, it kind of reminds me of a country western singer. If you know, he, he had a go ahead voice. And open up Oh, he's Tiger, also a country western uh, singer, Zoo. too. <laughs> Of course he is. Actually, get this. I actually, after I did the documentary, <laughs> yeah. I watched it. I watched his music videos for the tiger. I saw a tiger. <laughs> and I just started laughing my ass off even more. I'm like, this dude is talented, but at the same time, yeah. he tries to put himself above the, everybody the guy, else. What's his making name? Him look Doc. like he's bigger than someone um, else. <laughs> yeah, and, the police. Yeah, the yeah, who gets eighteen-year-old girls with daddy is, issues but... <laughs> to work on in his tiger um, zoo, where they are in a cute little tiger outfits. <laughs> Normally, right? And that's something I don't understand. You're supposed to be loving tigers. Yeah, and you have girls that are dressed up in tiger outfits. Yeah. Oh, and it's kind of they're forced to get boob job. To himself, <laughs> in a certain sense. <laughs> right. <laughs> I forgot about that part. Yeah. That's the most and then they work. Um, guess what? We're going to oh, fix that what? up right How now. long do they work? They work like 18 or so hours. Yeah. That's like, yeah, they work they're about, working uh, against labor laws. About 18 or so hours. <laughs> and not only that. Like, They really are. I just want to know do they get insurance benefits with this job? Because <laughs> they're working with tigers. So maybe you should find out. <laughs> True. There has to be a white, they, there has to be some type of insurance, I'm sure. I'm, I don't think they say, oh, you know what? I think, what happens if this yeah, tiger bites he'll probably me just get I'm, rid I'm of her there has to be some type of white insurance. <laughs> Right? It's like, you know wow. what? I'm getting too old, baby. So, you know what? I'm going to go on ahead and get this other 18-year-old in here. Yeah. It's been real. Yeah, it's been fun, not, but it has um, been really fun. So, you're crowd. just going to have to be out of here. <laughs> yeah. It was for that girl that right. escaped not, that You're not cult. as young as you once was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm glad that she did, you know? And she, like she said, she was actually 18 years old. That was her first real job. She was excited about it, but she was working long hours, and she would do anything just to go yeah. go ahead and just get some yeah. rest. So she went wow. on ahead and got the boob job just yeah, so she can rest. Sad. He's just like working these girls, and he's on oh, Jay Leno, like, oh, tigers. Look at these tigers, Jay. It's like, oh, my gosh, tigers. And then you're being hypocritical towards the main tiger king. Yeah, because you're saying that he's doing all this other stuff, 
Yeah, and that and other, do? I don't know if I can say this word on your radio show. In the but that other douchebag, you can edit that out. Oh. <laughs> I forgot his name, but he's the, the Vegas no, no, guy. No, you can cuss or whatever. <laughs> Lowell. Jeff. Jeff Lowell. Oh, yeah. Lowell, Lowell. The guy who's like sneaking tigers into a suitcase in a Vegas hotel trying to show them off in swinger parties. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> right? It's like, hey, baby, let me show you something. <laughs> Look, if you're going to show you, show me your balls, oh, here, I've God. already seen that. I'm not and it worked, about... too. It no, worked. I got Ooh. a tiger. <laughs> what? You said that. Right. I was like, okay, good luck. I'm over here thinking, I need to get some damn tigers. Oh. Screw it, permit. I'll just want to temporarily oh, go back to my the goodness. Web I just can't. And just go and I was and just like on. episode after episode. I was like, okay, just what? one more episode, and I have to go to. But right. Oh, he, he used reality? to work on hard copy. No, he was camera. like an actual journalist. That was something. Or if you call hard copy journalists, <laughs> right. Right, because they actually yeah. believe everything that they actually wow. put on that show. Yeah, that I don't know how in the world he got <laughs> caught up in that mess. But uh, he helped him on his um potential reality show. And like helped filmed and produce it and made it look better, the graphics with the green screen. Yeah. Yeah, he actually made it a lot look a lot more professional and everything. For you know, he saw potential in the guy and stuff like that, but the guy Yeah, he got way too much in his head, and, and it's really like one of his employees said he stopped caring about the Tigers, and it was all about him, um, especially when he was, well, he was very obsessed with Carol, first off. <laughs> I'm like, why don't you guys get together and get this over with, because I'm sick of it. <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what are you that doing? Bitch, and he used that in court when he got arrested. I was like, no, idiot. Oh, that's how I was supposed to post the Facebook. The thing that drew my... The part that drew the line for me was, too, whenever he took a yeah. gun and put it on the doll, of the blow-up doll, and then pulls the trigger. I'm like, you are a dumbass. Because if anything does happen to her, the cops can go back and say, well... You, she had a bunch of death threats on her because of you. And yeah. you also put a gun to her, basically to her yeah. head. Yeah, the and then he was trying to run so for the first governor and you. president. And I was like, what about the tigers? <laughs> <laughs> that part made me laugh. Right? But it mm-hmm. goes from being very laughable. Yeah, you the only, and else, I only feel sad for the tigers. Dark. By the end of it. I don't care about the humans. <laughs> Cause in that, I do too. Yeah, in a way, they all escorted I the tigers. Like, Carol, like, can't rescue. I'm like, okay, well, you're still exploring the tigers. So, <laughs> Right. But basically, Carol yes, did say how she, she would kill her husband. <laughs> She, 
<laughs> she did say, "Well, you put some type of oil." Or yeah, something her um, on the her um, uh, husband now should be careful. <laughs> yes, yes, I you better. So I think it'd be like that metallic song, probably like one eye open. Definitely, she is Baba Yaga. <laughs> but another thing too was like uh, the governor part is what tripped me out. Mm, yeah, as well when he was running, yeah he uh, didn't know uh, what he was doing. He was like, "Oh crap! If we win, then." <laughs> yeah, his they, campaign I mean, manager like, like he didn't like, know, you know the good was. To have <laughs> That's all I can say. <laughs> That's bad. And basically, I can actually explain yeah. what liberal is you and could. someone that's actually conservative is better than what that guy could. <laughs> and, I, and I'm not even political. That's I'm not even crazy. that political. I was like, this needs to be a movie. Sides. Like, hey, does it move? <laughs> It really does. Mm, wow, yeah. I like I said, that. I think Would Tim Robbins should go ahead and play the dog. Yeah, yeah because think about oh, like this. He actually had that ponytail yeah. and everything in that uh, High Fidelity movie. And everything. And that's what made me think of it. Hmm. Well, of who would play the tiger king? Because of that. I'm like, Tim Robbins could play him. Well, like, some people were saying that little short, stocky guy from, uh, mm. I forgot what his name is, but he's ha- he's a Southern guy. I forgot what his name is. But they were, uh, like, I, I don't know if you saw the pictures or whatever. Uh, of, of I need that, to look. Where they, <laughs> some people were doing fan casting. But. Oh, yeah, you tell I'll me about I'll have to tag you in it again. But uh, <laughs> Michael Bay should direct that movie. And I know he's known for explosions, but after what he did with Pain and Gain, I think that he he actually has the <laughs> comedy aspect yeah, of the dark be. humor and everything else. Yeah, all those I people are crazy. Um, first off, I would just visit tigers in actual zoos, not like backyard zoos or whatever it is that they have. Um, I'd rather pay the money to <laughs> see the tiger in an actual zoo Right, and then the third thing, but I skipped mm-hmm. over some stuff. <laughs> well, another thing, too, was yes. they paid to go to the and mall, I can't they believe like they allowed wild animals in the mall. I was thinking to myself, what about permits? Don't you need permits to actually make that happen? What's Right, that's true. (laughs) Apparently not. Then he's also seducing straight men thinking that they're they're gay. It was just what he bought them at the time and them being so young and gullible that they were like, oh, if I just, you know, pretend to be gay and go along with it, I can get my stuff. You know, oh, he's buying cars, you know. Right. 
Exactly, because they see everything that now, he has, husband, and he has money, I was so why not try Yeah, I'm not gay. I'm like, have a tattoo. Like, this is property of Joe Exotic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. He went to the extreme for him to... <laughs> but it was all about... But like I said, it all goes about, like, okay, this guy can get me whatever I want. If it's meth that I want, I can get that. If it's weed that I want, I can get that from him. So why don't I go ahead and pretend that? <laughs> yeah, and then the tattoo artist didn't tattoo do a good job body. covering because I can get I something can still out of see it. See property. <laughs> no. That, <laughs> that was a bad tattoo. That I, I don't it mean like as bad as a good. I, that was just a bad. good artist could just good cover tattoo. it all up, and you wouldn't even know that that said property of Joe Exotic. I can still see the wording through the tattoo. <laughs> Oh, right. You can terrible. still see the property. <laughs> <laughs> but it really is. really gay? But the only one that turned out to be gay is the guy that <laughs> he wound up re- getting married to. That's another question. <laughs> but yeah. I can tell probably that he is because of his mannerisms a little bit. Because other guys and everything, they were basically big dudes who mm-hmm. didn't show any type of mannerisms like that, you know? They weren't really soft-spoken. They weren't really I thought they were gay. carrying themselves <laughs> in that way. And I was like, wait, these guys can't be gay. You know, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, well, yeah. if they're gay, they're gay. Yeah. Okay. I have, I have no issue. I'm like, okay, let's see what else happens. <laughs> Then, the, oh. then that whole entire plot who is actually gay like, what? Yeah. and it was like Joe is like oh okay but yeah, it was it was wrong of him to prey on those boys <laughs> yeah. but it really was because even yeah, though they were taking was. advantage of him he was also yeah, taking advantage and- of them at a young age yeah, and I know that maybe it's hard and they were to find a gay homes and everything else um, to match you, but they they're out there somewhere. <laughs> Don't have to corrupt straight men, right? Uh, yeah, and then he's in jail, and those <laughs> other people aren't. I'm like, what is going on? But... <laughs> Good. They didn't die in jail. And it's still not over yet. It, there's still people going to be indicted pretty soon. Well, that's what everybody's hoping for, that Jeff will oh, probably yeah, be indicted, go. that guy who owns the strip club with the jet ski. He's he's even said that he's not even uh, cleared at all either. If you remember on the documentary, he said there's still oh, that's people Chucky on the doll. list because the I'm not, he said I'm surprised I'm not going to be on that. I'm going to be on that list soon too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For the lemur, yeah. <laughs> the walking, talking uh, Chucky doll is what he called them. Right. <laughs> but he also got mad at Lowell too because he didn't put him in the zoo part at, at all because of the fact that. Um, he thought that Joe, he felt like that 
he had mm, Cole actually yeah. doing him a favor since he made him a part of that whole entire mm. FBI investigation. Well, that type of guy screwed anybody over. <laughs> Even his who was pregnant, I was like, oh no. Right. And she was, he was like, yeah, I can't wait for her to have the baby so she would be back to the way she was. He <laughs> shot yeah like wow and then she was like yeah I'm like you're such an asshole yeah he got to pick out and a maid that's they, hot they couldn't get a maid that looks hot and she goes yeah if she's going to be living in the same house yeah and everything, I guess that you know she has to look attractive I'm like you're a dumbass yeah yeah. But they're also swingers, it, it too, doesn't. so it doesn't as really as, matter in a sense. As long as both parties, like the woman as well, is okay with it, I don't have an issue with it. It's just woman, okay, I'm just right. going to go along with it. But, if she, right. Yeah. Right, but yeah, if she doesn't know, sleep with oh, the maid or the house. babysitter or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, that's it for me. But I think that's going to be everything that I wanted to talk about. What about you? <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> All right. Well, I just want to Oh, say awesome. Yeah, maybe we can have like a next segment. <laughs> this has been fun. All right. Yay. Especially. <laughs> oh, we are. We're de- you're definitely going to come back again. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Most definitely. All the best. But thanks again for right. being on sure. the show with me. I do appreciate it. Yeah, I am. You're doing a great job. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm glad well, that you're enjoying you know, it. Don't cry. It's coming. I do appreciate that. Cry it off, means a lot to off, me. You know, off the radio. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to get teary out. <laughs> but uh, this Bye. is John DiGiorgio for Movie Loves Unite. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.